So Money episode 380, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. So Money is brought to you today by Wealthfront, the most tax-efficient, low-cost, hassle-free way to invest. Visit Wealthfront.com forward slash So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. March 18th. How was everyone's St. Patrick's Day? Did you do anything fun? Did you drink green beer? Um, we were supposed to have date night on St. Patrick's Day, but our babysitter was unable to attend. So tonight is going to be date night for me and Tim. We're very excited. So we're going to be uh, celebrating a little late the St. Patty's holiday, but uh, don't worry. We'll make it up. We'll make up for it. Um, so anyway, this week, I thought it'd be really fun to bring on a fresh voice because sometimes it gets really lonely in Ask Farnoosh land. You know, I feel like I know you're listening, but, you know, for me, I get tired of listening to myself for 30 minutes. I don't know about you, uh, but I thought it'd be cool to mix it up a little bit. Obviously, some weeks I have on other guests with me, like last week we had on uh, uh, Brittany from Brittany Castro from Financially Wise Women. And she's amazing. She's a regular here on So Money, helping me go through all the questions. Sometimes I don't have answers. So she she chimes in because she's the one who is doing financial management day in and day out. So she's got very uh, acute sense of what's happening in the personal finance space, more than I do in some cases. So we're very grateful for folks like Brittany. And I'm very grateful to, for today's co-host, Sophia Yiannopoulos. She's my partner in crime. Many of you may have uh, met Sophia or have uh, emailed with Sophia. She works side by side with me. We've been working together for, I would say, I don't know, a little less than a year, coming on a year. And I thought it would be really great to to let everyone hear her voice and have her help me go through these questions. So Sophia, welcome to So Money, officially. Thank you so much, Farnish. I'm so excited to be joining you. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. It's going to be good. It's, uh, you know, Sophia, she, you, you wear many hats here at Farnish Inc. Um, not I do, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're basically running my schedule. You're helping me with the podcast, helping produce that, manage that, um, and manage a lot of my client relationships and um, also just uh, fun to work with. What's your favorite part of the job? If, you, if someone had to, if someone were to ask you like me right now, what's your favorite part of the job? Oh, goodness. That's a hard one. Well, I really enjoy working on the podcast. I think that's really cool just because you've been having some great guests and so guests and that's been awesome to be a part of. And then, of course, helping you with your TV show that's oh, yeah. now premiering <laughs> on April 6th. That's so exciting. And I'm really excited for these next couple of weeks leading up to it. And of course, once it launches, seeing what goes on from there. So I hope people will like it. Oh, I'm sure they will. I think they will. 
you're so smart that you just did my work for me right now because I was thinking <laughs> uh, I need to mention that the show got bumped to a new air date. But uh, just a reminder to everybody, I don't know if you're in the loop. I've been trying to get the word out. I just personally found out. We just found out a few days ago ourselves. But basically, the show was supposed to air on March 23rd. This is Follow the Leader on CNBC. Now it's going to be April 6th. They wanted to uh, do some, you know, some additional final touches on the show, which I'm happy that they're taking, you know, the time to do that. Um, but they also wanted it to air after March Madness, because let's be honest, nobody watches anything else with basketball during March Madness. No, everyone's focusing on their brackets right now. Yeah, we don't have a bracket at, at our office, but uh, go figure, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it to the professionals. We'll yeah. <laughs> Although I hear it's like a total crapshoot. Like, it, you know, I have friends who know nothing about basketball who've participated in brackets and they put their co- colleagues to shame and it's oh i know for no other reason than they just like they were good guessers oh i know um so anywho we have a lot of questions to answer this week as always really grateful for your emails you know the best way to reach me is to go to so many click on ask farnoosh and uh that's a way to reach us if you have a question or a comment about the show. Sophia, tell us who's on tap this this Friday. Who's first? All right. So our first question comes from Charlie. He says, just a note to say thank you for answering my question about taking out money from inherited IRAs for a down payment. I'll take your advice to shore up savings and improve our likelihood of getting a mortgage. Our FICO scores are 800 plus, so our varying income as consultants will be the big obstacle. My mom did work very hard for her retirement money and sadly didn't get to enjoy most of it. So I want to honor her by using it wisely. By the way, I want to open a Wealthfront account. Anything I can do to give you credit for the recommendation, you rock. (laughs) Well, you rock, Charlie. How cool is that, that uh, he followed up with us? I love when guests, or I should say, when listeners do that. So... You know, I'm I'm invested in y'all. When you ask questions, I want to know what happens afterwards. So, Charlie, thank you for sharing uh, the follow up with us. Um, I think your mom would be really proud of you, and I really hope that you uh, that that money helps you out in the long run, and that uh, it really helps you get ahead in life. Excited to hear that you want to maybe experiment with some automatic investing platforms like Wealthfront. I myself am also looking into this space, and of course, Wealthfront is a sponsor of this show full disclosure. And yeah, Charlie, if you want to um, benefit from the uh, the free the freebie that you get as a listener here at So Money, basically go to wealthfront.com forward slash so money. And that should get me the credit, but also get you the, your first $15,000 managed for free with that link. So that's some nice savings there. So go to wealthfront.com slash so money, one word, and that should be your ticket. So let me know how that goes too. follow up again. Good luck, Charlie. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) All right. The next question comes from Amber. She says, hi, Farnoosh. I wrote in a few weeks ago about transitioning from science to finance and was hoping to get your opinion on some upcoming conferences this year. I'm interested in attending FinCon and maybe the XY Planning Network one. My concern is that I likely won't have solidified much of a business idea or established an internet presence by then. But should I just jump in and attend anyway? I noticed that you were a speaker there in the past, so I thought you would have some good perspective. Too bad I wasn't into finance back then. I missed out. But I feel like I could really benefit from all of the networking and workshops, though I'm concerned my extra super beginner status 
might not be appropriate for the atmosphere. So Farnoosh, if you were me, what would you do? I wouldn't wait to go, Amber. I definitely think that you will benefit from going. And Sophia, you've been to FinCon. I think that there are a wide range of um, levels of personal finance, quote unquote, experts there. I mean, there's certainly the, the, the super experts, but also I met a lot of people who were just starting out. They were like, this is my first year. I just started a blog or I'm thinking about starting a blog. There are a ton of different sessions that you can attend and, and there's enough of a description there where you can figure out, you know, is this for me? Is this not for me? But there's like some really basic stuff in the past that I've noticed, like how to attract an audience for your blog, how to uh, even just, you know, create your first product, uh, whether it's a blog or a course or whatever. So I think that the first thing you want to do is maybe go on to the FinCon website, sign up for their email list, because then you'll start getting some emails about you know who's going to be speaking, what are the panels, and and I definitely think that it's worth your time. It's a tax write-off, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I mean, your ticket will uh, definitely be tax deductible because it's a great business expense. And yeah, I wouldn't wait. Um, the best part, too, I think, is the connections that you'll make. So maybe not all of the seminars will apply to you at this stage in your career, but you're going to meet some amazing people. And if you're a go-getter and you like to talk and you're outgoing, you will make some lasting relationships there. That's, I think, the best part of FinCon. Would you agree? I totally agree. I mean, it was my first time attending this past year with you and it was, you know, a great experience and so much fun to put a face to so many of the names that you've had on your podcast. And as you said, there's just a range of experience there. So I think that Amber would definitely benefit. Yeah. I remember, Sophia, we were sitting at the airport uh, restaurant on the way back from, on the way home, I should say, from FinCon. And you were like, Farnoosh, you should do a product. You should start a course. And I was like, I know. I should. <laughs> and and we really got the ball rolling with that. And hopefully that will come to fruition this year. It's one of the many things I want to accomplish. But all to say that, you know, just being there, that environment, so many inspiring people, it, it can't, you can't help but be inspired yourself. So for for no other reason, just go for the inspiration, go for the connections. And I'm sure there's going to be some workshops that will totally be up your alley. So go for it. And hopefully we'll see you. I'm hoping to make it this year. I believe FinCon is in San Diego this year. So uh, far away, but but uh, love San Diego. Wouldn't, you know, would love to go if I can. So Amber, if I'm going to make it there, you'll hear about it. Exactly. And it'll definitely get the wheels turning, as you said, great inspiration. Yes. So I think... Amber should definitely attend. Okay. Time now to shed some light and say thank you to one of our sponsors on the show today, Wix.com. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. With hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, and even video backgrounds, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. The site empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website. 
website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. Who's up next? All right, next is a question from Jamie. He writes, Dear Farnoosh, I'm a huge fan and I never miss an episode. We love to hear that. Um, He goes, you're the best. My husband and I are 28 years old, have no debt and no kids. Thanks to your podcast, we work really hard to stay focused on our savings goals and we even have monthly money meetings. The problem is our financial decisions have somehow fallen on me and I have only... And I only have a basic understanding of personal finance. Can you make any recommendations for books or classes that may help me in further understanding the big decisions I'm making? Can you also give me some advice on how I can get my husband more involved and even take the lead on some of this stuff? Hmm. Maybe a book that wouldn't overwhelm him. I know we have what it takes to be so money. Thanks for all you do. Wow, Jamie. Well, I have to say I kind of relate to your situation. I, at one point, you know, I felt like I was the one in the relationship in my marriage that was somehow on the hook for all the financial decisions and not because Tim was intentionally avoiding the decisions. I think that, well, I think I I know exactly why it happened because in our relationship, there's an income imbalance. So I make more than Tim as everybody knows, because I've written about it. But, um, one of the complexities that came out of that, which I think is not dissimilar to other people in in relationships where there's like a big income gap is that the person making less sometimes feels like they may not have as they don't have the right to have as much of a voice in making certain financial decisions like what to buy, how much to pay for something. And so they may feel insecure. So it's really important to kind of be in tune to the maybe underlying emotional, uh, emotions that are going on and, 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 and flat out ask, you know? And so, you know, what I did with Tim was I was like, I just called him out a little bit on it, you know, not in a mean way, but I was like, Hey, you know, I'm noticing that you're not like participating as much. And I, I want to assume that it's not because you're, you know, you're not lazy. It's just that maybe you feel like you're not in a position to suggest things and make, contribute ideas because maybe you're not making as much as I am. And he admitted, he's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of part of it. You know, I just feel like you make most of the money. So I just want to follow your lead. I trust you. So it was coming from a good place. Like he trusted me. But for me, like you're feeling now, I felt overburdened. You know, I felt like I didn't want to be the one that was quote unquote, on the hook for all these financial decisions. And frankly, you know, while maybe it seemed obvious that I was the one who would be the de facto financial decision maker because that's what I do for a living. Sometimes I'm wrong or sometimes I, I want a second opinion. Um, so, and I, and so I just basically told him how I was feeling. He understood. We made an agreement to just be more communicative. So maybe that's the first step is you just sort of have to approach your husband and say, Hey, this is how I feel. I would love for us to be more of a team. Um, and as far as his involvement, maybe it's that he can choose like, okay, so maybe you're not comfortable doing the taxes or doing the bill payment, but what would you like to take care of? Kind of put it, put the ball in his court to let him decide to kind of steer that, that ship. Um, the other thing that we did in our relationship that really helped as far as leveling the financial playing field was bringing on board a financial advisor. And this person helped to really be a nice, clear, objective voice who initiated meetings for us so that it took a lot of that responsibility off of our 
to-do list. And we knew that this person would help us come together, would help us remind us of our goals, help us keep track of, you know, how our money was getting spent. Um, Were we on track to hit retirement goals? Were we on track to, you know, maybe renovate our apartment? And uh, also someone to ask questions uh, to who could give us really specific and professional advice that, again, the burden wasn't on me to go find the information or on Tim to to find the information. This person really was there for a resource as a resource to us. And that also helped to keep the lines of communication open. And and so I would suggest that if, if this is something that is important to you, you will have a lot of financial goals. And, you know, again, a financial advisor is not just somebody who manages your money. In fact, a financial advisor is someone who does so many other things. They help you with goal setting. They identify holes in your financial plan. Like for us, we learned that we didn't have enough insurance. We, sh- we need to go out and get some more insurance. Um, I didn't have any disability insurance, which, uh, you know, I didn't really care. But then this person, my financial advisor was like, no, you should care. Cause like if you, become disabled, this is the reality. And it was pretty scary. So I went out and got disability insurance. And so I think a financial advisor could be someone that could help you. And even if it's someone that helps you hourly, like you don't have to maybe pay a percentage of your income or your, sorry, your assets under management to this person. But there are a lot of advisors that work by the hour or by just a flat fee. And then, you know, as far as books and classes, there's obviously all of my books. I would say the most relevant one to you at this stage might be Psych Yourself Rich. Or if you are making more than your husband, obviously, When She Makes More. I also like Ramit Saiti's I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And then we have Brittany Castro, who was on the show last week with me on Ask Farnoosh. And she hosts um, a course online that's not free, but if you want to get a taste of what it's like, there's a free webinar on Tuesday, April 12th, and it's called How to Manage Your Money Like a Boss. It's primarily for women, but I think that you can definitely take what you learn and apply it back to your relationship. And it's part of a this webinar is really a tease for her online course, which is called The Money Class. And the website for this webinar, or rather for The Money Class, is fwwmoneyclass.com. I'll put this all on uh, the Ask the uh, So Money Podcast website so you can sign up for it. But um, just type in Brittany Castro in Google and Money Class, and you'll be able to find all the information regarding that. But if you want to sign up for the uh for the waitlist for the 2016 Money Class waitlist with Brittany, it's fwwmoneyclass.com. So all to say that there are resources out there. The fact that you are curious and asking questions and want to be more involved with your husband is such a great positive sign. Hopefully he's the same as you and you're not alone. You know, I completely relate to what you're saying and know that there is life after that. You know, there's a bright future ahead if you're just willing to, you know, communicate more. That's really at the end of the day, what you have to do is just talk it out. You know, books aside, classes aside, you just have to talk to your husband and say, you know what, this is how I'm feeling. How can we work better together? What would you like to take on as opposed to like telling him what to do? Because men don't like that, by the way. No one likes to be told what to do, frankly. So good luck, Jamie. And let me know how it all works out for you. Ah, Sophia, are you still there? I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long answer, but I think it really hit a core. It hit a nerve 
with for me because I feel like I, I definitely relate to her story and I think a lot of people are in the same boat. So thanks for your question, Jamie. I think you I think you spoke on behalf of a lot of people. All right. So moving on to our next question from Maggie, she writes, hi, Farnoosh, I'm 28 years old. And for the first time in my life, I have money I don't know what to do with. I have zero debt and I'm adding 1% over what my company will match into a defined contribution pension plan, 7% of each paycheck. I've found most of the advice for people who are new to investing is how to get out of debt or how to save for retirement. I'm looking for the best way to save for near-term goals. My fiancé and I are both geologists. He has a contract at the exploration department, and I have a full-time job in the mine. A few things could happen. He might not get his contract renewed. The mine might get closed, and we'll both be screwed. I'm not sure if you follow metal prices, but that's a very real possibility, not just a worst-case scenario. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, so it's interesting. So Maggie... Well, I guess it's a good problem to have, right? You have all you have money to burn now, or at least you know maybe take some uh, healthy risks with the money. And you started by asking about investing, but as you were asking more about your situ, telling me more about your situation, it sounds like what you really need, the two of you, is an emergency fund, not necessarily um, money to invest in the stock market for the long term. That you're doing with your defined contribution plan, which is great, a very healthy 7% of each paycheck. Um, and of course, with the match, it, uh, it will be more than that. But I think, you know, to hear about the possible scenarios that could happen, I think that you guys definitely need a healthy emergency fund. And if you have some extra money, just put it in a liquid savings account that's there for you in the event that you know, maybe you'll one or both of you will be out of a job for a period of time because it seems like that could be a possibility. And then with the emergency fund, what that will provide you, the freedom that that's going to give you is to be able to search for a new job without feeling desperate, without just finding any old job because you need a job to make ends meet, that that emergency fund will help you to keep the lights on to kind of maintain your lifestyle to some extent while you comfortably look for your next career path or your next job. So I would say before investments here, like as far as like, I'm not going to give you advice about brokerage account, wealth front, all that. I want you to get just a plain vanilla savings account. You can open that at any bank, your existing bank. It don't care about the interest rate. It's just about having money in the bank I would say six months to maybe even a year saved. Um, well, you're 28, so maybe a year is aggressive. I think you'll be able to find work, but maybe you won't, or maybe you don't want to find work right away. Maybe you want to take a year off and like figure it out, travel, whatever that is. So the, of course, the more you have, the more freedom and flexibility you'll, you'll be able to afford yourself, but at the minimum six months saved. And that six months of savings should help to pay for your basics and then some, you know, at least all of your necessities, which includes housing and utilities and food and gas um, and anything else that you want to be able to afford in the event that you're not working. So I think that's what I would do. I know this started out as a question about investments, but to hear more about your situation, I think emergency fund is more of a priority. What do you think, Sophia? 
I totally agree. I have an emergency fund. You do? away for a rainy day. I do. And I'm still building it up a little bit, I'm proud to say. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it's important. And especially, of course, after working with you, Farnoosh, I've, you know, as you said, I help a lot with the podcast. So every week I'm reading all of everyone's questions who are writing in as well and going through the transcripts and helping put together the blog posts. And I've, you know, I've seen how important the emergency fund is. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm happy to say that I was very inspired by a lot of the people who wrote in to build up my emergency fund. So now I do have one myself. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go, everyone. <clears throat> Your questions are helping a lot of people, including people very close to me. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> cool. All right. So we have time for probably one more question. Who's on tap here? Who's who's last? The next question is Jesse. He writes, hi, Farnish. What's your opinion on taking out a whole life insurance policy and using it as a mechanism to save money and build savings. I'm talking with a financial advisor who wants me to open a policy. Should I do it? My idea was to open a Roth IRA, but this advisor says if I have a Roth 401k, there's no point since they're both the same. Is that true? Thanks for your help. Love the show. Hmm. Okay. So Jesse, your first question is about whole life insurance. And we've tackled this a few times on Ask Farnoosh and even in some of the episodes with guests. Um, Long story short, I, I'm not a fan of whole life. You know, um, I'm not sure what your situation is specifically, but most people would be fine with a term life insurance policy. It's far more affordable. Um, listen to episode 370 of, of So Money. Uh, that's an Ask Farnoosh episode. We get into whole life insurance there and you can even pull the transcript if you don't feel like listening to it. But, um, you've actually inspired me to start a section on the website. That's like a frequently asked questions because I'm right. I'm finding now that like how many episodes have we done? Like, well, three over almost 400 episodes <clears throat> and uh, a good portion of those have been responding to your questions. So I think by now we have a good uh, a good load of repeat questions, which merit maybe a section on their website for people to go and check out. So they don't have to like wait till an episode airs to hear their answer that you maybe you can find a quick answer to a common question at So Money Podcast. So stay tuned for that. And then your second question was about opening up a Roth IRA, but you already have a Roth 401k. So they're not entirely the same. From my understanding, the Roth 401k might be a little bit more advantageous um, only because if there is an employee mat, an employer match, that's cool. You don't get a, an employer match with a Roth IRA because it's not a tied to an employer plan. And the other thing is that with the Roth 401k, you have 401k attributes that apply, which include a higher contribution limit. So with a 401k, Roth 401k, you can contribute, according to the IRS, uh, up to $18,000 versus $5,500 with a Roth IRA that you open up at a financial institution. Not knowing any other details about these different accounts, I would say I'm leaning more towards the Roth 401k, but uh, maybe go back and talk to your financial advisor about it and com- do a more apples to apples comparison. You'll have a better answer. Okay, thanks, Jesse. And that's a wrap, Sophia. Thank you so much for joining me. This was a lot smoother for me and a lot more enjoyable for me, hopefully also for the audience. Did you have fun? I did. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to be, to break my so many cherry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, cool. So hopefully we'll have you back again, maybe next week. What do you say? Yeah, I'm down. 
All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And I just want to say thanks to our question askers, including Jesse and Maggie, um, Jamie, Amber, Charlie. Thanks so much for asking your questions and also for the follow-ups. We really appreciate it. And just a reminder, everybody, the best way to ask your questions for these episodes is to go to So Money Podcast and click on Ask Farnoosh. And as a reminder, again, the show Follow the Leader is now airing on April 6th at 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific on CNBC. Don't miss it, okay? Please, I need you to watch it so that I can get a second season because if I don't get any viewers, then all my hard work the last three months will be for nothing. Really, that's that's basically it. I mean, that's that's how TV works. People have to watch in order for the network to give it a second go. So I would really love your support as always. And of course, it'll be fun to talk about it once it comes out and I can give you some of the, the behind the scenes. Hope you all have a great weekend. See you right back here on Monday. And in the meantime, I hope your day is so money. Money.